time for the Retirement Roadmap Podcast with registered financial consultant, Glenn Mosseller. Welcome to another edition of the Retirement Roadmap Podcast. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Glenn Mosseller, registered financial consultant and the founder and president of Roadmap Financial Consulting with an office in Greensboro on Mears Chapel Road. Find us online by going to roadmapfinancial.com. Glenn, it is great to be with you this week. How are you, sir? I'm doing well, Walter. I hope you are. Yeah, looking forward to our conversation today. And I don't know about you, Glenn, but it seems like we're starting to turn that corner from winter to spring a little bit. So, you know, getting outside, getting to do a little bit more activities, some some more pops up into the 60s and even flirting with 70 some days. So, I don't know, it feels good to me. What about you? Yeah, no, it's 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 kind of nice to uh to see a little nicer weather. Hopefully we uh we, you know, we get we get a nice spring. Uh, you know, of course, you know how it'll go. You know, it, when when it'll start to warm up, and then it'll be summer, Straight and then everybody will be talking about how hot it is, right? That's right. That's <laughs> right. I don't. Uh, I, I'm not a. I really like winter, but I like all the seasons. I like the change of the seasons, and then settling into a new groove for a little while. But yeah, we tend to skip spring around here, don't we? Well, yeah, it kind of does happen that way. I remember when I first, you know, when I first started living here in, in the Carolinas, it was just like holy smokes. You know, the first year I thought, well, man, you know, that that was a quick spring. And then, you know, and, and then the, 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 the following year was the same thing. And it was like, OK, I guess this is the way it is. Yeah. Yep, <laughs> you know, it's just like summer is longer and spring is much shorter. So but then, you know, that's OK. It is, you know, kind of is what it is. And, uh, you know, it's always nice to come out of winter. So, you know, we're uh, we're glad to see it's starting to warm up a bit. Yeah, hadn't stopped raining though, so that that seems like it's going to continue being a trend. So that's all right. We're well prepared for all of those things. Well, on today's show, we are going to dive into some specific retirement concerns of the baby boomer generation. So if you are in the baby boomer generation, or if you have parents who are potentially baby boomers, and uh, you're wondering about maybe you know some of the things that they need to be focusing on, we're going to talk about some of the most common challenges, fears, and objectives of the baby boomer generation, some of the mistakes that they make uh, typically, and how you can avoid making those same mistakes. And so we're going to try and answer all those kinds of questions and address those topics on today's show. Glenn, just for some background, put it into perspective for us, uh, looking at your own client base. Are you able to kind of put a percentage together for us of how many of your clients are in that baby boomer generation right now? Yeah, Walter, I'd, I'd say probably between uh, 60 and 70 percent of, you know, the, of the folks that I work with are, you know, are, are baby boomers. And we're, you know, we're tackling these uh, these retirement concerns and issues, you know, as to making that transition, you know, and, and how to plan for it, you know, and addressing the different concerns that, you know, that they have versus uh, their parents. And, you know, of course, their parents before that, you know, it's because it's a, it's a different generation and different concerns for sure as the way the, the financial world developed over time. Okay. So, yeah, and, and probably just going to be, I would imagine, increasing as more and more baby boomers. We know the stats of how many are retiring these days. So more and more of those folks in that you know vicinity are going to be probably working with you and seeking your help over the years sure. um, to, to come. It seems like there's a completely different set of challenges that the baby boomers face compared to, let's say, what their parents faced. Can you identify right. and, and compare and contrast some of those challenges? Well, Walter, I mean, I think probably there's a, there's a couple that come to mind. Probably the biggest one is that, you know, the more often than not, baby boomers don't, don't tend to have, uh, you know, pensions, right. As, as anywhere near as much as their parents did. I mean, their parents, you know, kind of grew up in an age where, you know, you work for the same company for, you know, pretty much your whole career, or at least in the same industry. And, you know, if you made any kind of a shift, you know, it wasn't necessarily a really big deal. And, you know, a pension and, you know, and social security were kind of the norm. And, 
And so, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of, you know, concern. You kind of knew what the story was going to be and it was less stressful and that kind of thing. Whereas, you know, baby boomers, you know, there there's still some folks that have pensions and, you know, but but it's it's more rare. Um, more often than not, obviously, you know, the 401k came into play, 403bs, you know, TSPs, those types of accounts where, you know, you're kind of, you're, you know, you're kind of in charge of your own retirement savings. And then, you know, and then when you reach retirement, then you're going to try to figure out how to turn that into your own personal pension, which is, there's more to it, obviously. And, and so that become that becomes a, you know, a significantly bigger challenge. Yeah, it's a great point to uh, kind of illustrate how those two different generations face different challenges. Do you find that there are specific financial fears and maybe what are some of the popular concerns that baby boomers have today? What are the things you're hearing again and again? Well, I think it links back to what we were just talking about, right? I mean, you know, in, in terms of, you know, there was no real concern for their parents in terms of running out of money, right? Or outliving their money because pensions, you know, is a, is a lifetime income, you know, and and you you know, you receive it, you know, and in, in many, many cases, and, and probably in most cases, you know, it was also the survivor benefit. So, you know, you know, both you know, spouses were covered regardless. And there was, you know, there was not really a, you know, oh, gosh, you know, what about the investments here or there? I mean, there were still folks that invested, but typically those were, you know, those were true investment accounts where it was extra money and they're not normally, the boomers' parents weren't normally really relying on that, that, you know, that money for, you know, for income to live off of. And so, you know, it's really kind of thinking along the lines, well, how do you manage the money while you're working, right? I mean, you're putting the money away, you're trying to save for retirement, trying to make wise choices about how you position your money within your 401k. You know, as you're as you're approaching, you know, the the retirement years, you know, and and you get and you get to that point, well, it's like the the idea of shifting gears and shifting your your strategies to you know, a, a preservation and distribution model of how you deal with your money versus, you know, accumulating and saving for retirement. That's a big shift. And, you know, and, and folks, you know, look at, you know, look at their accounts and, you know, sometimes, you know, they're, they think, gosh, I need to save more. Sometimes they feel like, you know, I, I think I've saved enough, but, you know, it's kind of scary when you think about if, you know, if I retire and I leave my, and I leave my regular paycheck, and, you know, and then I'm going to start drawing money out of these accounts for income. You know, well, what happens when the, you know, when the markets go through corrections or even bear markets, you know, where you have these, you know, these tremendous downturns like we had in 2000, you know, with a dot com, you know, boom and bust. And, you know, and in 2007 and eight, when, the, you know, we had the great, you know, great recession, you know, I mean, if you have if you have those kind of downturns where your portfolio or your, your retirement accounts lose th- between 30 and 50 percent. You know, how do you make the money last because you're no longer putting new mo- new money in, you know, to you know be able to dollar cost average and buy more shares at lower prices. You're not putting that new money in. Now you're taking money out and it really is just like, well, how do you manage that? And that that's a big deal for, you know, for making sure that your money lasts, making sure that you have cash flow and of course peace of mind, right? Because it's like you realize how the markets move, you know, you spent your whole working life, you know, putting money away, you know, and even even if you weren't a real you know, uh, you know, follower of the markets, you know, certainly, you know, everybody's aware when, you know, when, when big downturns happen and it's a totally different scenario when you're working, you know, and saving versus when you're in retirement. So that's a challenge and that's a, that's a big fear for folks. I mean, I, I think probably the, the biggest thing that I hear from people is, is like, I just want to make sure that my money, you know, you know, lasts and, and I, and I don't really know how that's going to be with, you know, with the ups and downs of the market. And that's, you know, one of the biggest concerns that we, you know, that we work with, with folks. 
So it sounds like, at least up until this point in the conversation, many of the things you've identified, some of the different challenges, concerns, um, and a lot of the differences, is really just underscored by the mentality shift, right? It's just we have to approach retirement in a very different way, not even so much from the financial perspective. Obviously, there's the impact there, but so much of it is also just mentally preparing differently for retirement than we used to see. Well, that's exactly right, Walter, because it's like I say, I mean, we kind of loop back to that, that, that original those original you know, conversations about the pension versus, you know, saving for your own retirement, right? And putting money away. And then you've got to, you've got to turn your retirement accounts into, into your own personal pension, so to speak. And so, you know, you as the worker, you know, is, is, is more in charge of that, which can, you know, it has pros and cons, right? You can, there's some good, there's some good aspects to it and some challenging aspects to it. But that's really, I think, you know, probably the biggest difference between, you know, and, and, and how what baby boomers have to do and, you know, and they have to have strategies that are going to work and be able to rely on them, you know, and, and, and be OK, regardless of what the markets do. And, and that's and that's a challenging thing for a lot of folks because they don't really have any experience with that type of planning and that type of mindset. You know, the, the mindset is more of a, oh, oh, I've got to try to save as much as I possibly can, you know, and, and build that nest egg as, you know, as big as I possibly can, you know, for retirement. A lot of the folks that, are, that come into the, the office, you know, or, or meet me on, you know, Zoom calls or whatnot, you know, that that they've done a pretty good job at doing that. But, you know, now now what? <laughs> what am I, you know, how do I turn how do I turn this money in the, that's set aside here into reliable you know, retirement income that's going to last? And, you know, and that's a that's a big piece of the uh, the concerns that, that come across from folks. Absolutely. And, and a great point there, Glenn. All right. One more uh, question for you. Let's talk about some specific mistakes that you see baby boomers make when it comes to their retirement planning and how can these things be avoided? Right. Well, I mean, I think, Walter, one of the biggest things is, is you know, understanding what the biggest risks are in, in you know, for the retirement years. And so we've been talking a, a fair amount about the, the market volatility and, you know, then taking money out, you know, and how to plan for that. You know, a lot of times folks will end up, they, they move directly from accumulation into distribution and they don't really change their strategy and their thought process that you know that much and oftentimes you know their advisors are the same advisors that they had and you know there's a lot of advisors out there that are very very good at you know at the accumulation phase of life and helping folks accounts grow but that's not necessarily the same skill set and you know and and mindset to you know for retirement and you know having reliable income you know come you know through time and and, and that kind of thing that's one of the biggest risks, obviously. And folks, you know, oftentimes don't make that adjustment. They think, well, just, you know, if I if I just average this kind of rate of return, I'm going to be okay. But, you know, the average rate of return is less important in the retirement years. You know, it, it still has some, some importance to it, but it's the sequence of when those returns happen. And when you're drawing money out, if your account values are way down, doesn't matter if your average over time is going to be, you know, is going to be a certain certain amount. If you're drawing money out and those dollars don't have the opportunity to recover when the market recovers, well, then, you know, then you're creating a scenario where your, your money is going to not last quite, you know, anywhere near as long. And so that that becomes an issue. There really needs to be strategies in place for that. 
you know, I think another another big um, risk that's there is thinking in terms of future taxation. You know, what what's going to be there for folks in the future? I, you know, I often ask the question of, of and in fact, it's it's one of the biggest things that we talk about. You know, what do you think that the tax rates are likely to be in the future? Right? Do you think they're going to stay the same? Do you think they're going to go lower, or do you think they're going to go higher? And virtually everyone I speak with is, you know, so, well, you know, Glenn, I mean, we're looking at, you know, these, you know, these, uh, these debts and deficits and particularly over the last year with, with all the spending that's happened from the government, you know, br- you know, trying to, you know, bring, you know, keep the economy afloat and with the coronavirus and everything. I mean, this is an enormous amount of, you know, public debt and, you know, and deficits. You know, it's, it's like, where is the government going to get that money from? You know, and so the, obviously the you know, government gets money from raising taxes and, you know, and, and bringing tax revenue in. So when you start looking at where, you, where is your money positioned in your retirement accounts, more often than not, you know, we're looking at folks that have 401ks and IRAs and there, there's pre-tax dollars in there, simply meaning that they made those contributions into those accounts knowing that they're not going to pay taxes when it goes in the account, that, that it's going to be subject to taxation when it comes out of the account. And if we think that tax rates are likely to go higher in the future, then that means that if the, if the tax rates are higher and even you know, if they're significantly higher, which a lot of folks believe that that's likely to be the case, well, now what do we, when we're looking at those account balances, we got to realize, well, obviously not all of that money is yours. There's a portion of it that's going to go to, you know, to your state, you know, and there's, you know, the bigger portion that's going to go to the federal government, you know, and if you don't really know what the tax rates are likely to be, then it's kind of hard to gauge, you know, how much money is really yours and how much do you really have saved for retirement? And that, that is probably besides the, you know, markets ups and downs and figuring out how to have strategies in place to make sure that the money lasts and, you know, and, and it can be consistent. The tax issue is a really big deal. And, and most folks, it's like, you know what, I didn't really think about it like that. You know, I just like, you know, I've always been told that I will be in a lower tax bracket, you know, when I retired. And the reality is, is that may or may not be the case, you know, and then we start factoring in, you know, the overall, you know, planning. And, and if we start looking at, well, when and how are you going to take Social Security? Social Security, you know, is not necessarily taxable. It's not inherently taxable, but it becomes subject to taxation based on how much other income you have. So it's, it's kind of a strange thing as to how it happens. But, you know, there we see, you know, many, many scenarios where folks, if they don't make plans for it, when they start taking distributions out of their 401k and IRA type money, not only is that money going to be subject to taxation, but those withdrawals can, can literally cause Social Security income to be subject to taxation as well. And it's like a double whammy. All of those are big complications and uh, reasons why people often go wrong when it comes to creating their financial and retirement plan. Glenn, when you look at all these issues, a baby boomer comes in to meet with you. They start talking about some of these various things. I imagine um, you just start the unpacking process, right? Trying to dig into where all of the potential problems lie, where some of the mistakes are that others have fallen into. And then you just get down to the nitty and gritty and start problem solving from there. Well, yeah, Walter. I mean, it's like putting together a puzzle, right? And you know, we've we've talked about two out of the three of the biggest risks that you know that I see for you know for baby boomers in the retirement years. The third one is is you know what about long term care, right? Or what about health issues? You know that that are going to you know inevitably arise for for a lot of folks in the retirement years as they as they age, right? And so that's another piece of the puzzle in terms of you know what are we going to do about that? Because the vast majority of folks that I talk to and you know and and you know and meet with for the for the first times, 
they don't really have much in place, if anything, in place to hedge against those 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 long term care risks. And, you know, and those are those are the very, very important things as well. I kind of, you know, when, when I'm, I'm sitting with people and we talk about it, it's like, you know, well, I, I've never seen anybody who wants to send extra money to Uncle Sam or to Washington, you know, in, in the form of taxes. And I've never seen anybody want to, you know, you know, turn their, their life savings over to, you know, the nursing home. And yet at the same time, you know, when, when folks are traveling into those retirement years, oftentimes those they're, they're so exposed to those two big risks and it's kind of outside of their awareness or maybe just you know they have an inkling of that but they don't realize what what a big deal it is and what kind of you know what kind of planning that they can put in place and like you say Walter it's a it's a matter of you know we sit down with folks we begin to you know have conversations about what their goals and objectives are you know have they already retired maybe one one person in the couple is already retired or getting ready to and another one maybe working for a few more years or you know there's all different kind of scenarios but we really you know like you say start to unpack what is you know there in, in the dynamics but you know, really, what's the most important thing is 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 them as people. What do they want to see their retirement years look like, and what are they, you know, what kind of a, a scenario do they want to create? And so, you know, what we do is the then, you know, then when we get a pretty good idea of, of of who they are and what they want, then you know, work to position their 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 nest egg in such a way that it that it serves them, and you know, and, and their money works for them, and and, and hedges against the, all these risks that we've been talking about. There you have it, some of the top concerns, fears, mistakes, challenges that baby boomers face. Certainly there are more, but those are some of the big ones. And uh, we wanted to cover as many as we could on today's show. If you have questions about any of these or would like to talk to Glenn about putting together time for a visit and a meeting and a free consultation to talk about some of the issues that might exist in your portfolio and your financial plan and how you can address them and change them, please feel free to reach out. The number is 336-291-3535. That's 336-291-3535. Or go online to roadmapfinancial.com. That's roadmapfinancial.com. Look at the free consultation button at the bottom of the page where you can schedule a time to visit from your smartphone or computer. That's roadmapfinancial.com. Glenn, thank you so much for the help and the guidance on the program today. Enjoyed the conversation with you, and we'll do it again next week. Fantastic, Walter. Take care. It's another edition of the Retirement Roadmap Podcast in the books. We'll talk to you next time.